smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to Guys We Fuck, the anti slut shaming podcast. Yo, you having sex? I'm Christina Hutchinson. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about fucking. Hey, fuckers, what up? How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Welcome to the show. Uh, we'd stop right there. Have you watched? Thank you very much. Our special day. On you didn't yet? YouTube. Oh, fuck you. Wow. Can just, you do it? We're gonna have a moment of silence for what a dumb bitch you are. Oh. That wasn't silence. Mike. It's silence Shut coming. Up, That's not silence. Wait. Okay. And we're back. Okay. okay. So I hope you fucking watch the special in that uh, dumb bitch silence uh, moment it's that we provided for you. Literally free. You're going to go to youtube.com slash guys. We fucked without the you and fucked. Uh, thank you for all the comments you guys have been leaving. Uh, subscribe to the channel. It. Like it. Listen, we hear we heard you when you said you didn't want to pay for shit. OK, some people listen. We think that you, like the content we put out behind the paywall and luminary is incredible. It is. But we also know that everyone is not in a position that they can pay for stuff. That's so true. We put out free stuff. Yep. And then, so if you, you still haven't watched the free stuff, I don't know what to tell then, you. Then, you're, then put, you're putting your finger in the flame and you're going, why is it burning? Right. So, you got to take it out of the flame when and you watch don't, our special. When you don't, when you want everything for free, you got to do stuff like like and subscribe that yeah. costs no money. It doesn't affect your life and in it any really way. Helps us. You know, the bare minimum. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's just chastise all y'all. It will, at the top of the show. But it really does help. That's the thing. So it's just like, okay, so you want art for free. Ah, don't agree with that, but that's fine. We'll give it to you. Um, but then you got to do something else. Yeah. You got to do something else. Yeah, yeah. That's it. A follow, like, a subscribe, like. subscribe, 
Smash that subscribe Share it on button. Share story. Yeah. Yeah. These are all things that you can do that are very helpful and we appreciate. So. Absolutely. And uh, if you're a Luminary subscriber, mm. you know you get two extra episodes of Guys We Fucked a Month in addition to getting the episodes right when they come out instead of seven days after. So we appreciate you all, you Luminary subscribers. And if you're not one yet, you could subscribe to the Luminary channel on Apple Podcasts. And you also don't get any ads, which we we like, which is weird because we're not doing the ad reads right, right now, but there are ads on the yeah. show. Yeah. So we are our, our flow gonna be interrupted right. by do you need stamps or whatever and it's not even us reading the ads so yeah. they're not excited yep, that they're sucks. canned they're yeah. canned ads you need a fucking stamp yeah go get a stamp I actually love stamps <laughs> uh, and if you're a musician and you have music that you'd uh, be interested in submitting to be featured on Guys We Fucked please email Mike Big Don Coscarelli at gwfpodcastmusic at gmail.com did you like that nickname? I love it. All right. So do the ladies. Like if I don't include it in the description, he'll be like, oh, did you forget? You my dick is small? Because sometimes, sometimes I like to change it up. You know, right. you can't have the same thing yeah, forever. Yeah, you're a very colorful writer. With, yeah. yeah. Use different words. It's pretty amazing how many weeks you've been able to figure out a new way to tell them <laughs> I that do I have enjoy a reading your cock. description. I love and a I, thesaurus. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, so. yeah. Appreciated every yeah, single incarnation no of more. the big cock nickname. <laughs> As what friends are for, Mike. Jersey strong. Jersey strong. Jersey strong. Strong. Um, all right. So if you want to send us an email, it's sorry about last night's show at gmail.com. Make that subject line specific so we know what you're going to complain to us about. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, this is I broke up with my toxic ex Yay. and now I'm no longer sexually attracted to men. Okay, that'll do it. <laughs> There's always one guy that can put you over the edge. <laughs> uh, hi, Karen and Christina. <laughs> there is, man. There is. <laughs> I feel like there so is that guy that you're like, I swear to God, I'm never having a dick in my mouth yeah. again. I feel you, like you that are guy. born gay, except for with the exception of a few straight women who, who are, are bitter turned gay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really do because I know some people that I'll I be gay out of spite. That I was like, I think you were turned gay. You know, yeah. there's a, I'm in there in my head right now. People and are I think gay they would for agree. spite. People are convi- <laughs> are good at convincing themselves of any of any truth. Yeah. So that one, yeah, women can convince themselves they're in love with people that they're not. Come on. <laughs> Hi, Gurren and Christina. It's been inspiring to see you both evolve and grow over the years. Your Thanks, podcast, it hurts. Uh, mine's been backwards. Uh, your <laughs> podcast has helped me and many others navigate sex, love, business, and life on many occasions. Here's my problem: I recently finally cut things off with my emotionally abusive narcissistic ex after a long messy breakup that nice. lasted for about two months. That's a short breakup. Um, <laughs> I feel empowered, and I'm working through residual trauma from the relationship in therapy. Awesome. I am open to dating again, but I feel like I have completely lost my attraction to men. Guys that I've come in contact with since the breakup that I normally would feel attracted to, uh, I feel absolutely nothing towards. If anything, I'm slightly repulsed. <laughs> yeah, uh, that happens, girl. <laughs> that happens after you get a bad one, man. Oh, gosh. It's too, It's like where you get food poisoning from a food and then you can never eat right. that food again. Or if that whatever alcohol you drank in college that made you projectile vomit right. and is the one you can't drink anymore. Yes. Gin. <laughs> yes, yeah. straight yeah. gin for me. <laughs> or, for me. <laughs> tequila for me. Nice. Uh, it's uh, yeah, straight men smell like tequila. Uh, it's to a point where I think I might want to explore dating women, but quite honestly, I don't know how I would begin exploring that. What? 
pretty easy. Yeah. Um, I feel <laughs> like this to a lady. Hi. <laughs> Can I explore my sexuality with you, perhaps? Yeah, I feel pretty disconnected from my sexuality because I was relentlessly slut shamed during oh. my relationship and broken down emotionally and mentally. Oh, you got to build yourself back up. Yeah, there are so many things that fulfill me in life. Dating, sex, relationships are not at the top of the list. Okay. However, I do crave attention. <laughs> oh, mm. connection. Oh, connection. I literally read that as attention. <laughs> I do literally look like attention. Oh, you to pulled me. me. However, you I pulled I, me. I do well because that's what I, I was like. Why? Because in my head, I was like, well, the, what the fuck would you possibly need then out of these things? <laughs> right, um, right, right, right. Uh, however, I do crave connection and feel like the longer I go without seeking it out, the more isolated and sexless I become. Don't be isolated. Uh, I would love your insight into this feeling. Have you ever felt similarly? How would you navigate finding attraction and connection after a bad breakup? I appreciate you taking the time to read Anonymous. You got to take some time, girl. You got to You're not. Don't don't force yourself to date. You should have connections with your friends, have meaningful friendship connections and work on work on those connections and do nice things for each other. Take each other out. Go do activities like date your friends. That's what I did. It's yeah. fun. I think and I think it's smart of you to identify the fact that dating, sex and relationships are not at the top of uh, the list of things that fulfill you. I think especially for straight women, we are considered uh, weird or strange if that's if like finding a partner is not one of the main things that we want to achieve in our lifetime. And I know this firsthand because I feel in the same way. And I think it, it even took me so long to realize that. It's just not a like, why am I failing at this thing? Like, I'm not a fa I'm not a failure. Um, <laughs> I'm not a failure. I'm good at anything I do. Um, uh, but I wasn't was was feeling at relationships. And it's because I just don't care enough. And I think that's like a very that feels bad. To it's a weird thing to voice. And it's especially as a, a woman, especially as a person who this is my career. Do I know what to do? Yes. Do I can I tell you what to do to make it work? Yeah. But I mean, you know, the number one thing you hear people talk about with a successful relationship is compromise. And I'm not willing to compromise to have some dick living in my house, you know, uh, literally <laughs> and figuratively. No, it's good. That's good. And so and so I think that number one recognizing that is great and so then you and then I think you need to like kind of flip in your mind why you're dating most people are dating with a goal they either want a long-term partner they want to get married they want to start a family they want to have uh they want to have kids these kind of things so as soon as I started flipping why am I dating am I literally just dating for the experience to have someone to experience life with at certain periods in my life not consecutively I don't think I don't think I could handle that because I don't want to be convicted of murder mm, um smart and then so when you flip that there's a lot less pressure on you in the relationship and you're able to enjoy it more again obviously everyone's experience is different but that's what I was uh going through for a while uh to jump to the point that you are now want to explore dating women I mean you very well might be bisexual maybe you're bi curious just right now I don't know but I'm not necessarily sure the reason you are repulsed by men is because you are attracted Lesbian to women or yeah I don't by, know that by. that's the reason it doesn't feel like the reason in, in here I think it's just like I think you feel like something's wrong with you because you're not attracted to these people that you're usually attracted to when in reality you're probably just going through some kind of a change maybe you're not attracted you said you're not attracted to the people that you're usually attracted to maybe this guy was part of the same of like a, your type in quotes and you're finally you finally were pushed to the edge by this type of guy because this type of guy is toxic and sucks and is bad for you and maybe you're just growing and so maybe it's time 
well, number one, take a little pause. But then after yeah. you take that pause, start dating, like make a concerted effort to date a different type of man. Like do that. Even if you're not like, a, you can't be repulsed by the guy to go on a date with him, but just like yeah, not just try. normal that type would, of guy. Yeah. I think it will really open up it your eyes. It can't hurt. Dating a different type of guy makes all the difference. And I, and I, I've done it. I'm like, do, am I finding like, you know, is my life changing? No, but it's altering slightly. And that's what you look for. I think because of like movies and you know, media, Pop we think culture. we think like changes are going to be wild when they happen. And they're not. They're slight. And you have to open your eyes and notice them. That's the scene with like all this woo-woo stuff. You know, you go to a psychic, you read your tower, all these things. The In the cards, it looks like it will be a drastic change. It is not. That's not how the world works. So if you're, you're you know, if you're getting the whatever, the death card or whatever, it's it, it will be a relatively slight change a new beginning in your life it will it's, it's not like your whole you know it's not like your whole family's gonna die like because that's how it reads <laughs> but it's not that's not what's gonna happen yeah um i mean it'll happen to someone but i mean i'm guessing not you um so that's that's that and yeah. then i mean how i felt similarly yeah i i not because i like to take long breaks after breakups those feeling you're describing right now uh is also similar to how i feel uh during grief like i don't feel like having sex with anybody right now I don't it's definitely hard to explain to your boyfriend that you don't want to fuck him they def people definitely take it personally that's a whole other thing that yeah. you know people need to understand grief better um but uh yeah like feeling there's many reasons why you could feel disconnected from your sexuality and certainly being emotionally abused uh is yeah, one you gotta of them. give yourself time to recover from emotional abuse and and also to grieve the part of you that um for me to come to, to come to terms with, and I, I'm thinking more about a, a parent relationship than than an ex boyfriend with the emotional abuse and the narcissistic stuff. But it, once you realize it, and you're like, oh fuck, it, it's just jarring that you were that you stayed in the relationship for as long as you did. And if that's if that's a feeling that you're experiencing, or or perhaps for me it was that I, I was alarmed that I didn't see it. I know why I didn't see it because I was raised by it, but it was still alarming because I consider myself to be a pretty intelligent person. So, so my self-efficacy had to, you know, be be recalibrated, um, and just make sure you're not getting into a relationship to fill fill a void of sadness because that's gotta. If you're if you're looking for another person to fill something in you that isn't your holes sexually, um, it's not um, it's not a recipe for something long term because that's too much to put on a person. So yeah, and a lot you, of times, sometimes when you're recovering from uh, an ex that was abusive, I imagine, you know, falling into the arms of another, you're more vulnerable to, you know, w in that area at the moment because you're maybe a little tender, but you got to love yourself. Yeah. And like, listen to people when they tell you who you are at the very beginning of the relationship. We say that time and time again. It's not new news. It's not unique to the Guys We Fuck podcast, but it is goddamn true. Um, and then uh, the last part of your question was, uh, it, you know, you don't know how to begin exploring relationships with women. Just go to, go go to on Hinge app. and set your app to men and women. There you go. I fig figured that out. For yeah. You. And <laughs> then in the bio, just say I'm curious. Yeah, and I, I think I'm by curious. As and long as that will, yeah, uh, that will that will alleviate anybody. That will alleviate you getting into a situation where you don't really know what the deal is with your sexuality. Just say by curious right off the bat. Also, lesbians love by curious yeah. people. They think they can turn you. Yeah, that's uh, a kink. So maybe you like to be on the receiving end of that kink. It's amazing, and um, yeah, and uh, I also I think like as as a straight woman, it feels like very like comfortable like if i went out with a girl i wouldn't be as nervous because it's like you are also a girl yeah i went it's out with, chill i went out with a girl i went i sent a dating app profile to girls um 
a while ago, but I did this. It was really fun. And it was, it felt very comfortable. It, I was, it was nerve wracking because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. But you just go with the flow. Dating is nerve wracking. So it's fine. As long as you're being honest about where you're at in your life. You can't, you know, and just, you know, operate out of fear, not love. There you go. Operate out of fear? Or uh, operate out of love, not fear. Wow. I was wow. like, what? my brain, my brain turned off. I, I was about today. to say, Christina, whatever book that you read that, no. and I'm going to have to take it's, it back. Well, <laughs> I veto it's that all, self-help book. Have to no, in. every action or thought is either coming from a place of love or fear and make sure it's coming from a place of love. Oh, okay. That's what I mean. Here Thanks for correcting that. No. We're all, we're all fucked up today. very nervous. Reading the wrong words. I'm fucking <laughs> saying shit backwards. Uh, uh, but you know, we're here. Today's episode of Guys We Fucked is brought to you by Quince. I love Quince. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. I love this website. I'm on it right now. They have suitcases. They have things for babies and kids. They have men. They have women. They have home. I love a home section. Oh my God. And the products are gorgeous. Like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, okay? Organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, because I do have tops that are silk and I do wash them and then they disintegrate, but not on Quince. Okay, the best part of all, all items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Okay, I love, I have this beautiful hunter green purse from Quince that I love and use every day. Their bags are gorgeous. Indulge in affordable luxury. Just go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yoo. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. And come see us live. If you live in London, I'm going to be at the Leicester Square Theater May 12th, Dublin, Ireland at the Sugarland Club uh, May 13th, 
And as always, you can listen to my solo podcast, The Voices in Our Heads, on iTunes or the latest episodes on patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson. Uh, for Collins, Colorado, I will be in you April 15th and 16th for four shows at the Comedy Fort. Uh, it's about an hour outside Denver for you Denver folks. I'm sure you know that if you live in the area. Uh, but Fort Collins looks like a, a cool town. I'm ready to be cool and sa saunter around Fort Collins. Mm. I love Colorado. Saunter. I, I literally could go over word. there for no reason at all. And, you know, one day I will. But anyway. <laughs> that, but right? anyway Wouldn't that be fun? For now, it's Fort Collins, Colorado, April 15th and 16th at the Comedy <laughs> Fort. The link is in my Linktree uh, URL in my Instagram bio, which is at philanthropy gal or you can just go to the comedy fort website whatever you'll find out how to get a ticket you're a smart person you know how to use the internet and then without a country podcast man if you want to hear about ukraine and russia but like with some jokey jokes tune in every saturday wherever you listen to podcasts including full video on youtube it's me it's shane smith he's the one with the tattoos on his face you'll know mm. him a lot of you got one's a sword a lot of people try to go through me to um hit on shane or ask him on a date don't do that do it through him literally not gonna do that i literally dated him myself why That's would you ask so her in that wildly inappropriate why would you ask her that <laughs> So wildly what inappropriate. People ask you things. I'm like, what did you think she was going to say? Our like, listeners are wild. <laughs> not even even other comics. When uh, she tells me about the things that people say oh, to her. I'm other, like, like people we know. Yeah, that uh, know yeah. her. Mm -hmm. Well, no in quotes. Right. Sure, sure, sure. I couldn't have like a thicker boundary <laughs> up or yeah. a, a sturdier wall. Um, and I don't want to do that for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so just so you know. If you don't know, now you know. Also, he's not available. Follow us. Oh, ooh. Follow us on TikTok too. At guys we fucked without the you and fucked. That's our our social media handle across the board, including YouTube, where you've already watched and commented on that special. Eh. Mm-hmm. How are you, Corinne? Uh, I'm okay. Um, but oh, I I have an update from when we were in LA. Oh, you do. So first there was Stephen Jenkins. Oh, Wait. who is next? And what, now what, what, what? is it Johnny Resnick with his marmalade face? No, Stop. no. <laughs> Please and, say no. And now in my DMs, <gasps> yes, girl, is David Spade. Yeah. Yes! This was da -da -da -da. a long, this was a long time coming, da -da 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 -da. everybody. You were on Spade months ago. Well, it was so okay. So we knew that. Um, actually, Mike, three days ago. Oh, well. So we knew that there was a special guest on our show at the Improv in LA because oh, okay, he's so hot. It was listed, but um, then we didn't know who it was. So when we got there, I asked the the club booker who it was, and she was like David Spade, and I was like, nice. Okay, uh, and I'll so handle this. Miss Christina and I, uh, we, we made a David Spade sandwich because it we was did. me, we David did. Spade, Christina on Ooh, the lineup. And we all, and all three of us crushed. And it was a great show. And uh, I didn't realize this, but uh, the, the the woman who's working on us, shout out Kristen, uh, on the Fox show, uh, she was at that show watching us as well. And she saw David Spade. I know she saw him watching your set, but he was like, he was sitting in the audience the whole time. I didn't know that. And so he DM'd me and he was like, great <gasps> set. Nice. And he said, I tried to give you a fist bump on your way back to the green room, but you scamp, he said scam which is true. Uh, he, said, he said you scampered up the staircase. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
And it's funny because this is the second time uh, David Spade has watched my set and I didn't know that he was watching my set. And I was nice. like, God damn. But this time, though, I was very proud of myself. I didn't talk about wanting to bone him. I also couldn't this time because the audience didn't yet know that he was the surprise oh, right. guest. Mm, and so right. I would have ruined it. I mean, I yeah, suppose yeah, yeah. I could have vaguely said, man, I really want to fuck that surprise guest. But yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, that would have been fun. But yeah. But like, I feel like I'm 2020. I'm a, I was on my best behavior because I was doing a, you know, showcase spot at a club that is not my home club. Yeah. Whereas in Salt Lake City, I was headlining the show so I could literally do whatever the fuck I wanted. There's right. a little, it's a different. Well, Lee, more leeway. Yeah. We were a guest yeah. at their house. Yeah. So you know? I wanted to be on my on my better behavior. <laughs> yeah. my, be- my better behavior <laughs> is still like, eh. It's pretty um, good. But yeah, uh, and so <gasps> I. What do you say? I mean, it, it, I'm not gonna read the whole thing on here. It? it was, it's not like sexual or anything, Damn it. but it's definitely like it's recognition. Well, I mean, the, of, listen, as as the saying goes, no grown, grown man wants to be your friend. So people uh-huh. are just like fucking. And Stephen Jenkins don't want to be my friend. David Spade don't want to be your friend. Right, so that are. must mean they want to fuck us. And Dave, David Spade <laughs> gets some of the hottest women in the game. Mm-hmm. So and he's about to get. Listen, or, or talk to and now he's Corinne about Fisher. to get one of the funniest <laughs> and beautiful. You know, and you know what? Beautiful. Sometimes you need Look to take a symmetrical face. Sometimes you need you to take that? a break from pretty. He's about to symmetry? switch it up. So, symmetry? Sometimes you say, I'm Do sick of dating models. <laughs> yeah. How about a funny girl? Uh, yeah. How about a funny lady? Yeah. But we see that happening. Yeah. And then, uh huh. And by no, and by no means do I think I'm unattractive, but by an LA model right, standard, right. I'm a piece of doo doo on the ground. <laughs> And I, I don't give a shit. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, a piece of doo doo on the ground. It's kind of like, you know, it's like when, and this is no shade to her because she's uh, amazing, but uh, this is when Jenny Slate dated who? who oh, oh, that hawk. Oh, yeah. Chris, yeah, yeah. Chris Helms? Uh, yeah, I was think that so. Helmsworth? Wait, what the he, fuck's wait. name? Oh, no, gonna, there's a couple, there's a couple white Sl- dudes wait. who all look like Channing Tatum. Yeah. And I can't remember who's who. Um, Ex-boyfriend. Hold, please. Actor. Yeah, hold, hold please. On. Hold on. Jenny Slate. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. Get and I was the like, fuck out of here. Wait a minute. But, Jenny but Slate J- Jenny? Chris Evans? Okay, let me Very, tell you yes. something. in America? Let me tell you something. My taste in women, Jenny Slate is one of the top people. I, I fucking, I would date the shit out of Jenny Slate. I have such a crush and on And so her. did Chris Evans for a second. Yeah. And so, yeah. Until he was like, I want to go back to models. <laughs> yeah. So he said, I'm you know, a superhero. You're fucking lost, Chris, <laughs> because Jenny Slate will entertain you in your 80s. Will a model, perhaps, I, but I can't guarantee that, but I can guarantee that with Jenny. Everyone has a funny uh, woman moment. Skin becomes crepes. Okay. Eventually, no matter what your occupation. Uh, Bobby Flay ha- d- did it. 50s, they did a model 50s, regular? No, funny person. Yay! 50 Cent did it. Everyone, okay. Everyone is in did the they end for up a funny oh, has, lady. Has did it work out though? <laughs> no, of course out? not. Okay, well. <laughs> Everybody yeah. gives it a shot and they say, that's not for me. And they you go, know what? too much talking. <laughs> We're here if you want that shot. Stephen Jenkins, David Spade. Well, David Spade, I want you to know that I am a very quiet, funny person. Okay? I think that's what really one of my selling points. When I'm not on air, when I'm in the home, you don't even know I'm there. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So you could talk and you can go on, go online, check your stocks. David, you need you she do whatever care. you need to do. Yeah, okay? you got a big house. You got there's room. I'm not going to overly support you, but I'm also not going to bother you. Right, mm-hmm. so, right. And perhaps she'll challenge you in a way that the models won't. I'll challenge you in a way that it makes it harder for you to get in nightclubs because I'm your be plus one. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, maybe she'll give you shit when you're being mean.
You know, and she'll say, uh-uh-uh, David Spade. I know we're in your house, but you can't talk to me like that. Sorry, I'm not a model. I stand up for myself. Corinne's <laughs> pitch is a, is a lifestyle downgrade. <laughs> uh, or upgrade mentally with the gymnastics you'll have to do. Oh, we're going to Sugarfish? You're going to have to order two boxes for uh, me. <laughs> not used to that, huh? But you have the funds. Let's it's fine. give that SNL money and a hey, workout. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why it's Corinne, you have a higher chance of dating somebody famous than I do because she gets, she seals the deal, man. She just goes after it. Fucking, I, Unbelievable. Even Jenkins flirts with me and I go, ah, what do I say? Somebody type something to it. Oh, and then I God. just send an emoji and it doesn't oh, go God. anywhere, but he still looks out my stories. So, so don't funny. think I don't see that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! Have yeah, a good I time. think it would be a, that would be a good couple. I think it would be a, you would be a good couple because you would both get something out of it that you haven't gotten before. You would actually date somebody who's doing well. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and then he would date someone who doesn't let him get away with stuff. Assuming that models let you get away with stuff, which is what every man wants. He, he'd get a court. Well, he got away caught with in a funny way. In a funny way. Excuse me, I wasn't done, Michael. In a funny way, he'd get It'll a, make your la life more joyful. He'd get a core workout as I'm on top of him. He'd be like trying to lift, lift his. That's not his pelvis. Uh, I never had so much weight on this area before during sex. <laughs> Is this what a real woman feels like? Yes, it is, David Spade. Yes, it is, actually. Fancy of you to notice. He's like, I'm going to need a Hollywood minute to get this bitch off me. <laughs> Take the time you need. Oh, right. Get a lower bed. Oh, no? God. Okay, we're, we're having fun. We have a good time. We had a good, we had a good time. Ooh, all right. Um, did the did you? Did, it, it wasn't. It was just a quick back and forth. Yeah, but like there was. I gave him a lot of uh, like out to stop talking to me, and okay, then he yeah. kept talking to me. Oh, okay, so yeah, that was nice. <laughs> you know, when I when I like do it, I'm like I let him out of it. I go if he wanted to stop this conversation, and then he did, and then he and then they kept then he kept talking. Oh, okay, that's um, fun. Yeah. And then he said he thought he ruined me and you going back to back. And I said, no, we don't necessarily like doing that. Anyway. Yeah. No, it was good. That was good to break it up. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't need to DM me. That was very nice of him. Don't worry, David Spade. We'll make a David Spade sandwich anytime. <sighs> what a handsome, rugged fellow. Well, yeah, he has a podcast that's doing really well right now. Oh, him can and we be on it? Dana Car and him, Dana, yeah, right? him and Dana yeah. Carvey have a podcast <gasps> oh, that's like whoa. at the top of the charts. Whoa. Yeah. Well, that's two. Those are two. Wow. If you dated David Spade, you'd hang out with Dana. Wow. You'd hang out with a lot of cool people, too. Yeah. Mm, that's you really cool. would. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. All was, of a sudden, you're just hanging out with Adam Sandler and Dana Carvey on yeah. the regular. David Spade, like out of people who he's, I would want to date. Sexy. That's a sexy motherfucker. Yeah. David Spade. Cavalier. I mean, the only other person I, from SNL, uh, male cast member that I would be interested in dating is dead because it was Norm MacDonald. Because uh, I like a cunty. Yeah. I like a cunty male sense of humor. Like David Spade, even as a as a like a high schooler, I thought his cuntiness was so fucking hilarious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. he also has that like, you know, I love pop culture. So he has this knowledge of pop culture like a male Kathy Griffin. That oh, he does. Right. I didn't know that. That's literally what he did. Where he, that's what he did on SNL. Remember? He, he he did his whole thing was Hollywood was Hollywood related. Oh yeah, you're right. Where he would kind of, he was kind of like the original Perez Hilton. Right, yeah. right, mm -hmm. right, right. But it's yeah. so funny when a straight man. It, yeah, yeah. yeah, it just doesn't compute almost. Um, that's a good that's segment fun. idea though. Which SNL cast member would you like to date most? Yeah. Well, you know, mm, Cecily Strong to be honest. You? Yeah, it's a woman. Yeah, yeah. she's because I have such a crush on her, and I saw her in a Search for Intelligent Life in mm -hmm. the Universe. And um, I've had a crush on her forever. 
So, Tina and I'm Fey. not even gonna say it's a girl crush. It's a fucking crush. Oh wait, and Maya Rudolph. Oh, oh Maya Rudolph. Could you imagine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the funnest life in the world yeah. to date her. <gasps> I, Tina her... Fey. I've always had a big crush on Tina Fey. Oh yeah, she. Oh I love wait, Tina Fey. and of course. Adam Sandler. I forgot. Yeah. He has, he's yeah, so, he, that's your, yeah. He's like so, he's like such a movie star now. No offense, Steve Spade. Um, that, <laughs> hey, that Missy movie was good. I didn't see it, but that I heard it was, was like, good. I hey, man, it, Joe Dirt is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, my no dad question. Loved, loved Joe Dirt. Aww. But uh, yeah, no, Adam Sandler too. But Adam Sandler's married for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But man, like when you are attracted to someone, even when they're all, and I can say this, Jewed up and uncut gems, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. like, damn, yeah. oh, still yeah. hot. It's yeah. a type. Hey, it's a type. It's like yeah, when women type. say they're into Tony Soprano. Same yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oof, yeah not similar me. type of thing. Like my dad. Oh. Um, all right. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, so that was good. I just, I guess, it just gets so so wildly excited when celebrities DM us. It's the coolest thing ever because it's it's symbolic of so much. Yeah, and one of them is that we're doing really well, and then it's like, oh my god, like famous people like look at what we're doing. <laughs> and if they don't, then what's the point of life? You know? Yeah, just kidding. And I'm sure us tagging them excessively, hundred percent. Yeah, it's making just... it worse. Yeah, <laughs> I, I ain't doing myself any favors. Well, look over here. I'm not here. saying I'm gonna be cool when you reach out oh, to me. Look over here. I'm gonna be a loser, and I'm gonna get so giddy that I'm not gonna be able to respond in anything that's gonna make you wanna respond. Oh God, who? No one likes when you act cool when a celebrity reaches out. If oh I yeah, I don't, a, I don't act cool at all. If I was a big time celebrity and I reached out to someone and they gave me a cool response, I'd be like, Yeah, Ugh, fuck you. Who's yeah. the celebrity yeah. here? Because then it's just bad. Battle of the egos. That's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, that's, that's no not fun. good sex. Um, but you know who's a good guest? The one you're about to hear. Nice. He is a stand-up comedian, and his new special, The Coward of Gramercy, is out now for you to watch. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Andy, Andy Haynes. At the time, it felt easier to let you go. Now I know that it was only going to hurt us both. Wish I could go back in time and change it, but I can't. That night when we watched our favorite band and cried Cause we knew that it was almost time to say goodbye Went home, couldn't sleep, stayed up all night Told my therapist about you Tried to explain all we've been through Tried to work on self-care I guess it's more than just dying your hair But you still show up I'm wasting sleep on hypothetically Ah, uh, caught between that and reality Is this just a way of messing with me? Oh, you still show up in my dreams It's like you're living in my head run free Do I ever cross your mind? Do you ever think about me? Saw you at that party with your new girlfriend She was saying all the What you have till it's gone Hate that we're back to being strangers again This wasn't how it worked out all in my head But I never Smart journalism Fascinating topics Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. We are here with stand-up comedian, writer, and meditation voiceover artist, Andy Haynes. How wow. Good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Give you a new occupation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you mar- you're married to our friend. I know. I was, yeah. I was like, let's get this right out of the way. Andy is married to Rosebud, but that's where the He's last we're going to talk about it. person. Because you're your own person. And Thank I'm you. actually excited for this opportunity because I don't know you super well. You made um, uh, a nice effort to say hi to me in green rooms after mm-hmm. you nice. and Rosebud got together. It's a good I, friend move. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to get to know more about like, <laughs> all I know Who's is that Andy? you also are in recovery. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't, I'm, I'm just laughing because I kind of always like to know the story of like what the fuck what happened. What the fuck happened? I mean, mine was like it, it was kind of normal. I was like just a very bad drunk when I was like 20. Like oh, I yeah. got arrested like six times. Were you Whoa. still living in Seattle? Yeah. Well, I lived in Lake Tahoe for two years and got in some trouble there. And what then- kind of trouble? Well, <laughs> don't He's gloss like, over the cases fun. are still pending. <laughs> I was very it was like very Mr. Magoo Uh-oh. type blackout where <laughs> I would wake up places, mainly jails. Uh, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Were you mean when you were drunk? Sometimes. OK. Uh, well, I the first time it got bad, I'm, I was at a cabin in the woods and then um <laughs> My friends and I were like drinking. We ran out of alcohol and I was like, I'm going to get the alcohol. Wow. So I got in my mom's minivan Uh-oh. and I mean, we're like in the middle of the mountains and yeah. I had drank like an entire fifth of absolute. <gasps> Holy fuck. And I woke up going like 80 miles an hour <gasps> on the freeway in my mom's minivan. <gasps> and I flipped like I tried to take the exit because that's when I woke up. I was like, there's the exit. And then I flipped it going you know just into a patch of trees like oh, flying minivan crap. climbed out hitchhiked to the um store to buy the alcohol still oh, and that's where that's, i got arrested that's like fucking and were resilience. you like were you like maybe i should re-examine 
Uh, I mean, I definitely was like, this is bad. Uh, <laughs> but I also was like, you know, boys will be boys. Oh, man. So you guys do internalize that in like a. Oh, yeah. You let sure. yourself get away with I stuff. I think this is the problem with like, there's two kinds of uh, boys that are raised by single moms. There's the kind of boy that is like hypersexual <laughs> and he's like fucking the neighbor at 17. Okay. You know, he just understands women. Yeah, he yes. usually sells Understand. weed out of like a Honda Civic. <laughs> Yes, yes. And then there's the other ones that are like, I, I have to be a man, but I have no idea what that means. I don't so know So they're how. like, I'll break bottles over my head. I'll yeah. shave lines into my mullet, yeah. you know. Yeah, Um, And I'll crash minivans. Yeah. So you were two. Yeah, you were was, choice two. I was choice two. Okay. So okay. you were raised by a single mother, and now we're blaming her for the... No, yeah, <laughs> everything. Always the woman's fault. Everything. Well, that's... Yeah, it's always the woman's fault. My dad wasn't gone. He just moved to the East Coast. Oh. So I Did he had, call him? Did he call yeah, you? Yeah. It's his job to call Sent you. Child oh, so it's, so they just got divorced and they separated and lived different. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he just had to move to the East Coast because he was like a corporate chill. Some people drink alcohol and like get energized by it. Was that the kind of drunk yes, you were? Because I, was 100%. I, that's, I don't even know that I'm capable of being an alcoholic because I would either throw up or sleep before I would get, have a chance to get drunk. Like, I mean, I just, I was talking to a sober friend the other, other day about this. I had no interest in chilling out. I had no right. interest. I was Which Red I, Bulls and vodkas. Wow. And let's yeah. like rage. What were you running from? Oh God, everything. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. I, was, I was so afraid. We get, we, we get started right away on this podcast. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> I have no boundaries. <laughs> Me either. You That's the problem. In a, you're in the Switzerland of <laughs> boundaries. We were just talking about Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, but no, but like, so, so were there, were there gaps or holes in how you were raised in that? Like, did you not get what you needed from your mom no. or? You My didn't. mom was uh, severely depressed mm. from the time I was born. I'm actually Fuck. Yeah, that's hard. working on this in therapy now. Yeah. Because uh, the whole thing is they like want you to be mad about it and they want you to like process that anger but i'm she's always been such a tragic figure for me I, yeah. I love my mom she's a very great person she's done some amazing things very supportive in ways but when i was a kid she was so broken up over my parents divorce oh uh, okay and so depressed that's that's also a specific type of single mom and i know some sons of single moms like that i feel like that really like a uh, it's like she affects you yes yeah, she if your parent doesn't know how to get what they need how are they gonna fucking raise a human yeah, she just hated herself so much. And then also, she she still to this day has this thing where she doesn't want me to, like, she kind of saps ambition because she's like, mm. why would you leave? Why would you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had, I had I'd... tickets to, like, a backstage concert in Seattle the last time I was visiting. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go to this concert. And it was like a 45-minute drive. And she was like, well, have fun in traffic. And I was like, yeah. It's yep. a good thing. That's right. A, that's like also such a mom response. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why would you enjoy this concert outdoors with backstage passes? You'll have to sit in traffic. But it, did, it didn't stop you from going to the concert, did it? Um, I think I didn't go because I just got lazy. But it oh. wasn't. I don't let her stop me. Oh, from oh okay. That was okay. what I was most concerned about. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever let her stop you from doing stuff and then not realize it? Or have you always been pretty aware? Only internally. Just yeah. everything I internalized, which is so mm -hmm. much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and that shit, it resonates. Like you plant a seed of like, oh, this is going to come up at some point in my adult life. And I also, I, I have this thing where I react. I feel like it, this is going to sound sexist, but I, I think I react in a very female way. You know what I mean? Like I, I get very like. Um, you start crying? 
No, I, I have a little bit of stoicism just because I can't access stuff. But mm -hmm. like when I'm insecure, I start kind of doing the like the like, well, OK, well, have fun. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you meet any boys, I, you know, I totally understand, you, you know. Right, yeah. right, right. OK, well, like that makes passive. sense. I mean, because even like it, it's not it's not sexist at all because anyone is responding with like a feminine or a masculine energy. That doesn't yes. like it's not it's just feminine. It's not like. Girly, you know. You know, it's it's my. You guys know my wife, so I've definitely assumed many of the female uh, aspects of the relationship. <laughs> right, right, right. And that makes sense. And that's, I think, a lot of times, especially with female comedians, because I definitely like Mike. Before was I don't know if this was a compliment or an insult, but he was basically like when I give advice to listeners, I can always tap into the you know, stereotypical male perspective. And I'm like, I don't know that that's a good thing that I fucking think like a man. Like that's a, a kind of a toxic curse, it seems. But- It was meant as a compliment. They, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> good for this show, probably bad for my personal life. But uh, I, I, so many, because this uh, of the nature of this business and how aggressive you need to be to succeed. Yeah. Like I do, and especially for women, uh, I, I just feel like a lot of female comedians are unmarried because we're more masculine than every guy we meet. But a lot of us want someone to out masculine, masculine us. Yeah. And it's like, how the fuck do you find that? Well, I think that's why so many <laughs> you meet a tough lady. Yeah, so many female <laughs> comics date like, you know, UFC fighters and things like that. <laughs> oh, like, that was know. a good option. Yeah, I would date a fighter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what was your rock bottom with alcohol? Did you, did you um, have one? Well, I kind of I. I definitely like had like a 18 to 22 where it was really bad. And then I kind of quit and I would dabble. Um, and I just dabbled for like the next seven years. Oh, and so you were successfully dabbling. Yeah. Like I didn't really like I cheated on somebody that was that was very like I had a ton of guilt, like so much guilt that I had nightmares. And oh, then, wow. Wait, can we go? Can we go get into that? That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know if she knows I cheated on her. Okay, but well. she also married a like a movie star, so she's okay. wow. Yeah. Oh my god! So, she, so if she's fine, yeah, yeah she's, I don't think she's worried about her loser yeah. boyfriend cheating yeah. on her. They have a kid and they go to like Torino every single. Wow! Year. So it was a significant long term relationship. Three years. Oh yeah. Okay, so yes, yeah. yeah. But Wait, it was like, did you did you care about the person that you cheated on her with, or did, was it just like a rando? Yeah, I mean, it was like one of those things where. I knew it wasn't really going to work out. Okay. We'd moved here together on a whim. Like I was mm. moving and then she was like, I want to come. And then. <laughs> Can I come? Yeah. And then it was like, it was just like, I was like a young comic in the city. I wanted nothing. I wanted no. You didn't actually want her to be along with you for that? I just wanted to never have an obligation. I wanted to like sit at the creek till 4 a.m. and mm -hmm. go to this house party and go to that show. And all of her friends were like, let's have a dinner party. And they mm. weren't comics. And uh, yeah, that is so like, that, that's always a problem, especially in the beginning of the career when like the hang is like so fun and so necessary because I have the, the last thing. That's why I keep dating comics, because I'm like, I just don't want anyone being like, where are you? I yeah. fucking hate when people ask where I am. I mean, I've tried to date people with normal jobs. My last like serious girlfriend, I actually think I maybe talked to you about her like on the street in front of <laughs> the Probably a lot, a lot of comics will. One of the guys we fuck hey, girls yeah. is here. I need help. Yeah. Yeah. Please help me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she was like a type A architect from Australia and, mm. um, you know, just had like a very New York cool life. I was totally enamored with her. But I remember on Valentine's Day being like, oh, I have a show like after dinner. Yeah. You know? And she was like, 
what? And I was like, oh, I'm leaving. I'm going Yeah, it's to like go. a big work night. And uh, the, every time, every single time somebody's not in comedy, they're like, just like, how could you th- even imagine leaving yeah. right now? Right, like, yeah. which I get. They just they just don't understand that that night is specific, like very specifically is one of the biggest nights in comedy. Like that's, you know. I mean, any night. Yeah. <laughs> any yeah. night for me, I'm just like, I would rather. But you get paid extra. Like, yeah. 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 Um, but rock bottom wise, um, I mean, when I finally got sober, I got sober because I was smoking pot, like literally morning till night, just like nonstop. And I really wanted to stop. And um, I was like starting to have, I was writing on a sitcom and I had these, um, I'd be like sitting in the corner of the room with my head in my hands, trying to figure out a way to um, fake my own death. Yeah, right, right, right. I was like, I'll just disappear. I'll park my car on a bluff and then i'll walk to mexico yeah 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 and i still you know imagine uh faking my own death well that's why it's Uh, illegal because it's so fucking enticing (laughs) like (laughs) a permanent vacation okay the french foreign legion they'll take you even if you have warrants it's one of the best fantasies you could ever dabble in i like that you've done research oh i've done so much i've already researched how to go to ukraine and fight with the international brigade Oh, that I would do that. I researched how to go fight with the Kurds and uh, wow, Raqqa. Wow, you really want to get away? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just don't deal with all this. And yeah, I hear you. And you know, just get out run there. away. It'll all be different, right? But then, but well, yeah, because that with uh, along with the fantasy of faking your own death and like doing a new life is like every single problem you ever had or obligation disappears. Yeah, it's I, done. I mean, and I you're s- still alive, so you can like be all alive on Earth. I still fantasize about like finding out that Rosebud is like you know fucking Oscar Isaac or something like oh, that. Oh wow, he's hot. Yeah, and I just am like, all right, well then I'll just go to Crested Butte. I'll like work at this like store, and I'll just like walk my dog in the snow. You know, I'll do like crafts, like man crafts. Oh yeah, you know? what's a man craft? Uh, like sh- fixing skis. Oh yeah, you know, like fixing houses. To repair. I don't even. I'm not enough of a man Carpentry to know what the sorts. mancraft is. Mancraft carpentry. Yeah, <laughs> I'll make belts. I don't know. Yeah. Is that what men do? So wait, is 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 your marriage the only thing that's keeping you from faking your own death? Good question. No, uh, <laughs> logic. You know, being a, a comic in New York is all all of those things. Like actually loving my life, but just. You know, having a hard day and you're just like, got to be nice to just disappear. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're in a society of instant gratification, you know, and it's, you know, the instant gratification of relief from our responsibilities can only be gotten when you fake your own death or you kill you death your own death. Yeah. Real death. Yeah. <laughs> Actual death. Commit to your death. Yeah. But stay alive, kids. It's great. Yeah. It'll get better and then it'll get worse. Well, how do you like, um, do you have this internal loneliness that you grapple with? Uh, I, yes, but I don't know if I, cause I, I don't know if you guys are like this. I want to be alone yeah. a lot. Yes. Like I want to like, I want to yes. just be in my house. Like there's no, if you guys have lived with a partner, there's nothing better than when your partner goes out of town. It's the fucking best. It's, I haven't cause oh I like that feeling all the time. God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I remember <laughs> I when I, deal with I lived with a boyfriend for six years and it like, I loved it at, fr- at first. It was fucking amazing, but oh my God, it got to be like him breathing. Want to make me mm-hmm. want to kill him. Like, I just don't, I don't think human beings are meant to be that close. No. Yeah. I think it, our, me and Rosebud's marriage works because we both have to go on the road. Yeah. And like, we get to spend 10 days away in hotel rooms. Yeah. You know. It's vital. That's vital to be separate from each other, I think, physically and and in those ways. Are there uh, any things um, in the marriage that like surprised you? Like being married? Wait, can I, can I, I, 
Can I talk about your? You know, you were married before, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know <gasps> you were. I just, I just remember to another that. Comic. <gasps> you I just were? remember that because I didn't know. Yeah, because okay, okay. Say so was. My question was going to be You're like, was there anything about marriage that surprised you that you weren't expecting? But I guess like, did you feel that when you were first married? Do you feel that now? Is marriage did anything change? Well, I'm a I, I think I'm a serial monogamist because like if I fuck you and I wake up the next day and I like like you and I don't feel shame, I'm like, we should probably get married. <laughs> um, Do you feel a lot of shame when you, after you fuck people? No, but like if I don't, if I'm not attracted to the person You'll kind, or okay. it's like kind of like wasn't something that I was really seeking out and then I did it just to kind of, you know, warm yeah. body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I think the thing that surprised me the most is, well, with Rosebud, what's unique is she's just done so much work on like therapy and right. sobriety and things like that. Like that the fights that I used to be like, well, I'm fucking out of here. She's like, we're going to sit here and we're going to fucking talk this out. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and just things that would have used to have been such big deals. Like, um, she caught me, um, like Instagram flirting. Okay. Like I was Instagram flirting with somebody and I was a real person or yes. like a okay. comment section, DM, what level DM. Okay. But it wasn't okay. like me, like setting anything up. It was just like me, like LOLing. You yeah. Know? Flirting. Yeah. Just yeah. LOLing a little too much. <laughs> and she was like, what's this about? You know? And it wasn't like, how'd this, she see it? Um, cause it was like open on okay. my phone or something like that. She didn't like go through my phone. But she saw it and she was like, what's this about? We're going to talk it out. And it was like, you know, I was just like, oh, I'm sorry. You were like, you've been like super busy. And I just ended up talking to this person at a show. And it was like, I'm an idiot, you know, like yeah. she didn't like rake me over the coals or anything like that. It was like very like, D is this something you're interested in? Do you, you know, like, do I need to be concerned? And right. it wasn't like a big dramatic thing. And uh just her ability to just take something that like in my past would have been like, you know, completely a blow up fight, a blow up fight. Yeah, because it pokes at you. If it pokes at an insecurity that makes you like unable to communicate, then, yeah, that's always when shit blows up. It's, yeah. it's your insecurities are dancing with each other. Um, And then I, I don't know, just like the the ebb and flow of marriage. My last marriage was totally on a whim. We both weren't sober. Um, mm. we're both sober now, you know, so we can so look back like, at it a lot. With, yeah. And that's like really speaks volumes. I think I know a lot of people who, when they weren't sober, had a kind of like very intense, as you say, on a whim relationship. Mm -hmm. How long were you married for the first time? Well, uh, technically we were married for two years, but that was just like a court thing. We got divorced. <laughs> no, we got separated, uh, You're such seven, an interesting character. <laughs> seven months after our marriage, wow. our $30,000 Palm Springs marriage, like our big $30,000. That's a cheap wedding. Yeah. That's a cheap wedding. Yeah. But still it Paul, looked amazing. Paul was, was like way more than that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. If you get married at like Brooklyn Botanic Gardens, it's like a million dollars. Oh my God. Yeah. Just fucking elope. Yeah. Jesus. Um, well, I wanted to get into your other marriage, but I but I want to uh, ask you dropped a bomb while I was um, <laughs> dropping a piss. Uh, you were molested, you were saying. Yeah. And Corinne was like, Christina, I'm going to love this. Uh, diddled. And uh, and we were having this conversation about how like a lot of people were like mm -hmm. and I and I and I think it's more people were than weren't. It seems based off of just 
who I know. My it's wild. And I think men are less likely to speak out about it, but yeah, a it, it's ton kind of, of men were molested. Yeah, and it's got to fuck fuck you up for so many reasons. But the whole like masculinity part of it, I wonder, is like a totally separate mind fuck. So I've actually absorbed the entire Greek ethos of it that nice. it was just an exchange of energy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. <Nice>. Uh, <laughs> I have no shame whatsoever. I was like, really? Wow. I loved it. Teach us um, your ways. No, it was it was like kind of mild as far as sexual abuse goes. I yeah. Think. Well, there's uh, yeah. It was it like can be. you know just like a an older babysitter. The thing that was like was it really a male or female? Male. Wish it was. A, if it was a female, I would have just told people I hooked up with my babysitter. Right, but, masculinity. Um. It was like a like a older babysitter. He was like 15. I was like eight. But the thing that was traumatic about it was I was in a body cast because <gasps> I had broken my femur. Oh, my God, oh, Andy. Oh, your femur. Ouchies. But it was really just like exposure, like exposing himself to me. Oh, you couldn't move because you were in a body cast. Then wanting to see me, you know, my dick. dick. Uh, I was about to be like genitals. Um <laughs> That's what the therapist I, says. I'm also even, concerned that you were in a body cast and your mom was like, I'm going to leave this 15 leave you with this boy. With you. There's so, I mean, if we go back through the 80s and 90s and see <laughs> who rocky, was actually huh? babysitting people, right. I mean, wow. there's so many felons that were once babysitters. <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, but I didn't even have any like second thought about it when I was a kid. Well, when I was like that, when it happened, I didn't. I wasn't ashamed. I wasn't right. whatever. But when I broke my leg, I was in the hospital for about a month. And then I was wow. in the body cast for about two months. And I got this real like bad hypochondria. Mm. Where is that what it is? Like where you're scared where you're of. Afraid of being sick? Yeah. 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 And it was during the AIDS crisis. Oh, and so fuck. I heard something about like how you got AIDS. And I was like, how did I get AIDS? How did I get AIDS? And then I was like, oh, that thing happened. And so then I told my parents because I was like, but the mall is, but the, the babysitter exposing himself, so that you were exposed to a dick, and then you had, maybe AIDS? you got AIDS. Well, like he, he exposed himself. I think I had to touch his dick at some point, not okay. like jerk him off or anything. But like just like there was it. contact. Oh, okay, you know, yeah. okay. So I was just like, I have AIDS. And when he I'm asked you to look at his dick or expose his dick or touch it, whatever, were you? Did you have like a pit in your stomach, or were you like, okay, that's weird? I think I probably thought it was cool because okay. I was like a kid, and uh, you know, you're like just about to like kind of learn that stuff about yourself, and so right. it's like. And he also wasn't that much older; it wasn't right. like right. an old man, so. I was probably like, whoa, cool. You have all that stuff going on, you know, <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. Right. And um, he was like, he went to a Catholic school that was like very dubious. I think there was some sexual abuse there. I'm sure. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. At 15, if he's doing that, Jesus. And then later on, I I saw him when I was about 24. Interesting. And I was like, I had like a quick thing where I was like, oh, I should kill this person right now. Wow. And then I looked at him a little bit longer and I realized that he was like, he looked like he was on drugs, like addicted. Aww. And he also looked like he was maybe some kind of um, gay sex worker. And okay. it just, I was just like completely filled with empathy for him yeah, in that moment. Because yeah. I was just like, oh, this is like not your fault basically right yeah. and also i'm fine you know yeah, like i right. don't need to hate you like you're you don't feel like you carried anything from that experience with you like <clears throat> negatively into sexual experiences or i'm not like trying to leave because like no, you, i don't you think totally so. cannot like I, some people totally don't i think that i carried a little bit of a like sex has kind of a gravity to it but i can't right. tell if that's from 
um, that because like then there's like this there was like pre- charges were pressed and oh because okay. I was gonna say when, when you, you told, told your parents yeah. yeah yeah and then they agreed to like drop the charges if there was counseling and things like that okay but um, so he admitted to it and he knew I think he didn't actually admit to it but oh. they didn't want to go to court anyways because it's like he lived like five blocks from us okay so they didn't want it to be a thing right but um jeez. Also, my mom was like a Lamaze teacher, very open about sex stuff. Um, I think my dad was too, but we didn't really talk about that stuff because by the time I was old enough, he was already on the East Coast. But there was like a thing where it was like your first time should be important. Mm-hmm. You know, like, sure. uh, I'm raised by like all women and gay men. So it's like I'm kind of brought up to like hyper respect women. Not that I always did. Smart journalism, fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Did you disrespect women? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, you know. I'm, <laughs> okay. I remember, but I mean, I'll tell you, like, I tried to disrespect women, but my sister's like <laughs> uh, a aggressive uh, kind of butch lesbian. Okay. I remember one time I was like rapping um, something, <laughs> nice. some gangster rap lyric near yeah. her, and she like punched me in the nose oh. and then spit loogies on my face. Ew. And was like, you will never use that language about women again. And I was like, yes, yes, ma'am. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, I think I carried definitely some shame around it right but i think with sex stuff it was more like this is important i don't know yeah yeah because it is yeah sex is like the closest you're gonna get with another person it's important but it's not it's like ah it's whatever you want it to be really you should wait till somebody shits their pants with you no i'm kidding Uh, (laughs) maybe i should (laughs) for once it's not me did you talk about getting molested in therapy yeah 
Yeah. That's the funny thing too, is like all these guys are like, I'm starting to go to therapy. I'm going to figure it out. I've been going to therapy since I was like seven. Wow. Yeah. Was that your idea or your parents' idea? Parents first. And then as I became an adult, it was just always better. Man, my, yeah, I guess when you, yeah, that's good. Then it took, it took with you. My ex was in therapy when he was a kid and it did not work. Well, I don't think it worked in a lot of ways. I mean, I have been fucked up on and off because it's just, you know, depression, being an addict, things like that. Yeah. But it's, uh, there's like a term in um, sobriety, 12 step where it's like you go where, go, go where you're bleeding. You know what I mean? So mm. that's like 12 step talk. So okay. like, are you having a lot of problems with debt? You should maybe go to a 12 step about that. Or you're right. having sex with people anonymously. Maybe you should go to that. And uh, for me, it's just like, oh, I'm acting like a fucking weirdo. So I should go to a therapist and figure this shit out. <laughs> Like, for instance, I'm thinking about uh, faking my own death while I'm in the greatest job I've ever had. And my life is pretty good. (laughs) Fuck. Um, No, I think now you're making me think I should bring that up in therapy because I think about faking my own death all the time, too. I mean, it's definitely interesting. I thought everyone did that. It's an enticing option. Honestly, it's fun. I don't think about faking my own death, but now I will. (laughs) I mean, I would I would love an opportunity to disappear. Just go rogue. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. It's it makes sense with where we're at in society. It's exhausting and it feels like everyone's opinions are being thrown at you and it's you know, it's hard to manage. I only have two family members standing in the way between me and faking my own death. Damn. I'm are so they elderly close. or on the edge? Nah. No. Uh, <laughs> if they had some kind of chronic disease, you'd be off the hook. Are they on the edge? That's what I'm gonna call my mom ages and be like, girl, you're on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> What are her uh, vitamin levels? Were you in therapy when you were doing all the drunk, you know, car driving and and jail stuff? Or did you take a break during that time? (laughs) Um, I think I went back after that. Mm. Okay. But But you you weren't like, but you weren't like in therapy as that was happening. No, I think I was like, I, in like the middle of high school, I'd seen a therapist that I really liked and had kind of gotten me to a place where I got my act together and things like that. Um, and then things got really good and life got busy. I moved. And so then I stopped seeing him. And then like when I went to college, I I spent two years in Tahoe trying to like pursue a a skiing career. And then I came back to Washington to go to college. And that's when I got in like all that trouble. Uh And, um, then I was like, oh, I should go see that guy again because I'm like getting arrested every time. Come back. (laughs) I had no idea you were arrested so many times. What's it like being in jail? Um, I only had to Well, you were in like spend... drunk driver jail, so you were like the overnight. Yeah, so that it's... first time was like pretty funny because I just was like drunk and not <laughs> like I didn't know the consequences of it. So I was just like, hey, whatever, man. I'm just happy to be alive. Did you see my mom's car? That shit's fucked. Uh, and then I just like made fun of all the other drunk people because it was all these like Eastern Washington University students that were like crying because they got put in the drunk tank. And I was like, uh... ha Um Sorry, I had to burp. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, one time I I was at a bar in Lake Tahoe and um, there was a there was a guy. I was very drunk and uh, there was a black guy at the bar and I was so drunk that I went up to him and I was like, hey, man, so nice to see a black person here because it was like the middle of the mountains. Right? Right, right, right. And my friends were like, get him away from this guy. <laughs> Like this is, you know, and I'm embarrassed about this. I'm not trying to say this was like a good idea. Right. Um, But then I went to this house party and 
with a bunch of people from that bar. And I heard one of the guys use the N-word about that guy. Oh, and so that's I, where you step in. So I started to punch that guy. Okay. And I got kicked out of the house party. Well, glad you started. Glad you punched him. And then I got arrested Aww. trying to walk home from that party because I was oh, in you a- you can't walk on the highway. Well, I was in a t-shirt in the snow too. Oh, uh, okay. And I was banging that's on not people's illegal. doors. Oh, that is. <laughs> because I was- <laughs> That's illegal. Yeah. But then so I, I'm blackout drunk. I get arrested. I, I even do the thing in the back of the cop car where I take my legs, my oh. hands under my feet so that I can put them in front of me again. Because, you know, they handcuff you. Behind. <laughs> right. 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 And um, then I wake up in jail with with the black guy from the bar. Oh, wow. Yeah. Were you oh, like, this is a real beautiful yeah. story. <laughs> You don't know what I did for you, bro. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure he was very thankful. <laughs> no. Why was he in jail? Probably for being black yeah, exactly, in a yeah. rural county. Oh. Yeah. I was like, what the hell did this guy do? Yeah, I think Exist. he said he was like sleeping in his car. Is Jesus. actually why he got arrested. Yeah, that is illegal, but no one white people get arrested for shit like that. No, no. Yeah. Actually, like half that. of the people in the mountains are sleeping in their car yeah. to ski yeah. the next day. Yeah, yeah. that's wild. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> did your mom ever get down on you or criticize you for any of this stuff? Well, my mom's such a people pleaser that she would do things like she would be like, you need to quit drinking. Like you have a problem with drinking. And also I bought you a six pack and it's in oh, the fridge. You know what so I mean? She, so she was enabling it. you. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely wanted to be like liked. You know, that's oh, her whole wow. thing. Even when you wrecked her whole car, like she didn't get pissed. I'm sure she was pissed, but I think she was also like. I don't know, more concerned and glad wow. that I was okay. Wow. Wow. Damn. Wow. We had different childhoods. Damn. There was Shit. no, that was the thing about my childhood is there was no discipline. No repercussions. Almost whatsoever. Wow. Okay. Okay. Like I didn't get in a ton of trouble in the sense that like I acted out. I did things when I drank or I would fuck up with a friend. I mean, it was like mainly like Goonies type of yeah, mischief. Yeah, right, 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 We'd right. We'd break in to like an old waterfall facility yeah. so that we could like That's find the power plant or something like that. And then we'd get arrested. Right. But there was no discipline. Like I literally, I signed myself up for SAT tutoring. I did all of my college applications, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You had they, to lead the charge. They paid for everything, but there was no like, you need to get your shit together. Right. You, you had know? to be that for yourself. You That's seem good. so calm now, though, and I, I think I I noticed that about a lot of sober people. There's there's just like a real calmness. So how do you go, like obviously besides therapy and getting sober, how do you go from like this chaotic lifestyle to being calm? Like, are you bored? No, I'm definitely <laughs> not bored. Although I'm restless. Um, yeah. How do you deal with that, man? I just do like a thousand things a day. You know, really? Like, yeah. I'm constantly cleaning something or paying yeah, a bill or organizing yeah. something or anything like that. In motion. Yeah. Is it still like? Do you still feel like it's a daily thing? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, sobriety. You have to like be with yourself every second of the day. Yeah, because I mean, it's like I'm. If I let my mind roam, I'm. <laughs> I'm looking up flights to Krakow, Poland, so that right. I can join the Ukrainian resistance. Right, right which know? is admirable, right. but you know, you got other <laughs> shit to do. Huh? Okay. Okay. Why did your first marriage end? Um, well, because honestly, I think that we we met and we were both doing comedy and it was exciting and fun. We got along, and then it was like kind of it was Brooklyn. It was 2010, and it was like. Now we're going to like live together and play house. And so you were in your 20s at the time? I was 28. Okay. I think 27 okay. or 28. Okay. And um, then it was like, oh, we're going to play house and then we're going to move to LA because that's fun. And now, oh, now we're engaged. So now we have a wedding to plan. And it was just like each of these things was like 
kind of like a milestone, you know, like yeah. sure. something to work towards, something to kind of pretend that we're adults, you know, give us some uh, focus. And then we got married and we weren't planning on having kids. And it was like, oh, wait, now what? Like, like what's the next milestone? And we didn't have anything. And that's when you realize, wait, I don't like you that much. <laughs> well, we both got successful at the same time, too. Like I got a TV writing job. She was on Girl Code. Oh, perfect. And getting other acting jobs. And she was like, you know, both of us were like, kind of like fine not seeing each other for extended <laughs> amounts of time. That's so funny. Because you didn't really want to hang out with each other. Yeah, and I was totally trying to bag somebody on my sitcom. Oh, like, wow. And um, she... Bag someone. This is huh? what I love You're about so you. so romantic. Like, it's like, you don't... Like, the things that come out of your mouth, doesn't it doesn't seem like that's what's going to come out of your mouth when you... <laughs> I know. And it, honestly, I think it hurts me because <laughs> yeah. I think people like me. They go, oh, this is like mm-hmm. a nice, safe person. And then I'm like, she had a real messy twat. And then they're like, wait, <laughs> wow. how, why did you say that? Yeah. We it's liked you. Very like, unexpected. <laughs> it's very unexpected. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not proud of it. Um, uh, eh. Did you succeed in bagging the person on your sitcom? No, because I <laughs> I am honestly the king. I am probably like the greatest um, person at not acknowledging like signs that somebody wants to g- go really? to bed with you. Oh my god! I've Even when you were tr- actively pursuing, yes, I'm s- so god, guys are really dumb. dumb to this I was shit. so dumb. But you're not. The, you all are. I would go to this girl's house and I would smoke her out. Um, <laughs> Like I would just, I would always be like, Hey, you want to smoke? And she'd be like, yeah, come over. And she was a mess too. Um, but like supermodel pretty. And, um, she was like, let's go get massages and like, let's get Thai food. And then she was like, after it, she was like, <laughs> it's like a stoner's, you went on a stoner's adventure. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, you're funny. And then I was like, well, I should probably go. And it was like, what the fuck am I, do-? you know, like yeah, yeah. I look back on it now and she was like the one time she was hitting on me. Um, <laughs> And there's like a million other stories where somebody was sitting on me and then I was like, I should probably go to bed. Or, wow. You know. Well, is that you not knowing that it's happening or is that you running away from it? It's like a little bit of being scared, but also yeah. like choosing nodding. to be ignorant to it. I, way. But I think a couple of times, like I remember this one time, this girl, I went on a date with her. This is like really, I was like 23 and we went out and I like spent my only money so I could take her to a fancy restaurant. Oh. And then she was like. I really want to come over, but I have like an early morning. And then I was like, well, all right, uh, I'll see you next time. And then it was like, she never talked to me again because she just wanted to have sex. And, you know, she didn't give a shit. Like, right. She wasn't trying to do the whole romantic thing. Oh, yeah, I um, guess. Yeah. But with my marriage, one morning we woke up, we got married in like February. And then one morning in like August, we woke up and it was like really early. And my, my wife leaned over and she was like, what would you think about like having an open marriage? And in my mind, I'm trying to bag this girl on the show. And I'm like, this is so easy. Yeah, that's great. And then we didn't talk about it anymore. I hope a lot of the listeners are really, really turn up the oh, volume because this is a constant man. problem we get in our emails. Yep. Yes, this is like, I think. I'll pretend to like this thing that I don't actually want to get into. Quintessential. Uh, but this is how so many open marriages end <laughs> where you go. Yeah, that sounds great. And so that now I'm in an open marriage and I go, this is going to be awesome. And I go and I like hit on like an, like an acquaintance and I'm like, Hey, you want to hang out? And they're like, you're married. And I'm like, I know, but like, it's one thing if you're sexy as fuck to be in an open relationship, right, right. but if you're just like handsome and like decent boyfriend material, nobody's like, Oh, I I want to fuck that guy. Yeah. I want to casually fuck that guy and have him not be emotionally committed to me at all. Right, right, right. 
That sounds like, great. Like, what's in it for me? Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. And so I'd go and they'd be like, I know your wife. Like, yeah. ugh, go, go away. <laughs> and so I go to my ex-wife and I'm like, I don't like this. Yeah, yeah. I, want to, I, was, I think I said it like, I don't like how this makes me feel. But really it was, yeah, nobody's trying to have sex with me. And um, uh, she was like, well, I have a boyfriend. Oh, fuck. And That's was, Polly, bitch. Yeah, I was like. That ain't open. Yeah, I was like, we're having boyfriends? <laughs> Thanks you, for giving me the memo. Can you stop? And she was like, nah, I think this monogamy thing is kind of stupid. And I was like, we just got married. Wow. And I remember like a week before I'd been like telling all my friends, I was like, she wants to be open, dude. This is awesome. And they were all it's like, ticket. great. Yeah. Like, good. You're awesome. And then, um, I don't know, like a month later we were separated. Fuck. Yeah. And then do you, is separation legal or do you have to separate it as just like well, you can legally term. separate, which means that you retain some of the like rights of a marriage like taxes wow. or things like that but um we just didn't talk for like a year <laughs> and then we kind of like we're like let's be friendly it's and diy separation process our divorce <laughs> okay yeah how, how much that is a divorce how much yeah oh it was simple because i didn't want anything of her she didn't want anything of mine. perfect okay so, so you can't that is an option some when people don't want weird. either we also didn't have anything right like property <laughs> well because you see signs it's like 500 dollars divorce and like right. that's what i, I think did that, yeah i wow. think that's literally like if you just like you just hey i just it. want you out of my life yeah. yeah it's called a disillusion of marriage it means you have no no uh qualms about anything okay. wow so except, except that you should get a divorce yeah. right yeah and then so did you have any interaction during that year yeah with, and did you was there any resolution or closure that you found i'm still friends with her oh wow yeah. we're not as friendly as we used to be because i used to live in la and i'd see her a lot right and you guys um, both have separate lot you know and she me. also i mean she bugs me sometimes like i'm like i like see a post that she puts up and i'm like oh god that like reminds me of this you know because it's like she's doing well or because she's being there's a attribute about her that you don't like she's got some savior stuff going on uh, you know she's very politically involved and you mm, know, things oh like no, that oh sometimes. no was she was she the one who did the the poem to putin <gasps> if i was your mother no. she would marry anna lynn mccord <laughs> no i would though Bitch. she's 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 beautiful but yeah but my no, god no. i definitely went after some chicks like that that's a very easy uh period to have in your la experience oh what to date, like, like try to get the hot chick no like a i mean there's like a million venice beach uh personal chef yoga teachers yeah right, right that you right. eventually have to date at some point if you've you been on feel Raya. like your your taste was is different in la versus new york I'm I honestly like people like have types and tastes and things like that. I really don't think I had much of that. Like I never really it was just uh, if I vibed with you and right. was attracted to you, you know. So if you're so bad at knowing when people want to fuck you, how did you know that Rosebud wanted to fuck you? Because it's Rosebud. Rosebud doesn't she have just any... said I want to fuck you. I, I mean, because I, I kind she? of know this story. I mean, it's not fresh in my mind anymore, but because like, we were we were recording a podcast together at that time. So I was really getting firsthand accounts of it. It was literally like we had started hanging out a lot with Gavin Matz. Right. Like, we would all three go to dinner and stuff. And uh, I had her do my podcast at the time. And did you have an ulterior motive? No, no. I was just like, OK, I mean, I will say that there was like there's like a famous uh, famous for me. <laughs> picture and i think some other male comics would probably acknowledge this picture but it was like we always thought of like 
Rosebud is like a hoodie, tough little oh, no, buddy. No, no, no. This is an infamous photo. She said it changed the way people thought about yeah, her. Yeah, and then she just posted this bikini pic in yeah. this yellow bikini from Mexico. And I literally was like, what the fuck? Like, you undercover, know. Undercover, yeah. Undercover hottie. For um, me, I thought it was the one piece black and white suit. <laughs> Maybe there was two. I mean, I'm sure there's multiple. Because I uh, literally, I'm oh, always was that when she was on vacation? Uh, I, uh, yes, some like in Mexico. Like, oh, yeah, and something. I was like, yeah, she was on with a, with a previous partner. No, no, this was with oh, her okay. family. Because yeah. I remember that one. I was like, if you guys sold a calendar, I would buy it. Yeah. I'm oh yeah I'm, Look at them I'm always be- I was always begging her to like to send nudes. <laughs> yeah, she would never. She was never really like leading with that. No. Then, yeah. Anyways, uh, we became closer and closer, and it was really uh, the three but of us. But it was that this photo, photo, bikini photo, that yeah. Really that really made me think. I got to get to be, I have to be platonic I friends invite her with on my this podcast. woman. Um, I should invite her on my podcast. Well, also, I was friends with her ex, so it felt very taboo. Right. You know? Sure. I just. Oh, that's I, more fun, though. Sometimes um, that bathing suit <laughs> photo, cut it down. <laughs> that bathing suit photo. And I was like, who needs friends? You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Have right. You seen those? How quickly we change. <laughs> How quickly. But uh, anyways, she um, we went to this wedding. The, we both went to Dan St. Germain's wedding and we yeah. had kind of flirted, but it was never obvious. Sure. You know, we weren't like DMing or flirting a lot. It was always kind of around like a meetup or something that happened. And then um, we danced like all night, like like idiots. Like we, it was just Aww. the two of us. And then I drove her home and we like talked about all this life stuff. And she would say, like, I think she said at one point during that car ride, she was like, would you ever date a comic again? And I was like, that's a weird question for you to ask. Um, Not if she wants to date you. I constantly ask people that because I just don't know why the answer is no. And male comedians love saying they love making rules for themselves. Every male comedian will say they don't date female comedians and then they will try to fuck the closest female comedian to them yeah thank you um don't fall (laughs) for that first folks (laughs) and if they say they don't date it's because they're not trying to have a commitment or they're uh they don't want to fuck you you know right i definitely want to date you i definitely turn down people with that lie and you just didn't want to actually be with (laughs) them i'm sorry i don't date (laughs) you just don't like in my field and then the next week i'd be dating another comic right 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 well you know that that speaks to my theory of like if you wanted it badly enough you'd go after it yeah i mean i don't i don't know why why i i can't date somebody who has the same exact hours as me and i yeah, can completely understand it. my schedule and needs um but what with oh and then we went and saw a movie with gavin we went and saw parasite and we all walked home you, you were in a polyamorous relationship yeah. with Gavin. yes gavin is still our in our throuple yeah. um and then uh she texted me and she was like, I wish we could have kept hanging out. And I was like, oh, I'll see if Gavin's still around. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Did you fucking really Andy, what that? the fuck? I and she goes, no, with you, you idiot. So you're, you're, you run, you like win, you like, you like, um, uh, what's the, what's the notion? Recoil. The, the, recoil, oh yes. When intimacy is uh, laid out on the table. I honestly, I just, I think I just didn't get it at that moment. Cause other women have it on me and I've been like, let's go, you know? Mm. But the second I realized it, I think I said something really lewd to her. Nice. I think she was like, uh, I want, I want to hang out with you again. And In I think I said, pussy. I want to wear you like a gas mask. Oh. And then she was like, let's go. You wow. Know? Nice. That's how you tapped into her love language. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. She's very direct. 
you yeah. know, so. That's nice. No games. That's very But it's nice. also harmful because like sometimes she'll be telling me about previous relationships and she'll be like, yeah, I don't really dance around it. I told that guy I wanted to fuck and I wanted him to leave. And I'm like, my baby girl, you know. <laughs> right. Are you, and you're not as open with talking about past relationships or. No, I'm completely open, but I was never like cutthroat like that. Right. I was like, I would love to take you to a beautiful dinner right. and kiss right. you on Spent the third date. Yeah. yeah. You know. Did you remember your first romantic date with her or did you have one? I mean, I think that wedding was kind of like our first. It was it was very sweet. We like didn't go together, you know. I, I, I'm recently under, um, starting to understand that um, butterflies, when a guy like gives you butterflies, that's actually anxiety and that's like not good. Like you don't really like, walk towards it, right? So when you're in love enough to be married, well, at least with this marriage, because it wasn't like you're both sober, so you both are kind of present during all this. Like what is the feeling? Well, honestly, I had no intention of having a serious relationship at that time. And then I was spending so much time with Rosebud, but I was also kind of like flirting with the idea like i'd been very free for the first time in a long time like i'd been dating and seeing people and then rosebud popped up and i was like this is like i didn't i wanted to be a slut you know right like i really it always happens i wanted to be a whore but then the more i got to know her and she basically said to me she was like if you don't have interest in having a serious relationship i don't we're not going to be exclusive right and i was i don't really like to do the dating multiple people thing and I was like, well, she's very direct. This is like, I really like her. I love her. And yeah. uh, if I don't commit to this, I think I'm going to be missing like a huge, this sounds weird to say, but opportunity sure. like, yeah. in the sense of like a partner and yeah. like a life and things like that. And so I was like, let's do it. Like, I don't, who, I, I'd been laid before. It's not like right. I needed that. I was sober enough to be like, I, I think I've been laid enough and had enough like <laughs> in your lifetime. casual sex to know that like this is much more important. Yeah. And it was just like, I, I've always had this idea about like long-term relationships, especially marriage is that like 50% of marriages um, work, whether they're organic, like you meet somebody and fall in love or arranged. Oh, mm -hmm. and wow. so I was always like, that means like you kind of have, you're going to have to work just as hard. Yeah. Like, sure. so and you have to be intentional. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. And she's like sober and wise and really taught me a lot about how to carry myself as far as like, not just a comic, but just like with my sobriety and things like that. Like it was somebody who, I'd already committed, but then I like learned that like this is like a person who's going to like advocate on behalf of me. Yeah, it's a real partnership. Yeah. And so like I think at first when I committed, I was like, well, you know, we'll get a mar married eventually. And then the more and more I got to know her and her family and just like the things that happened and then the pandemic happened and it was like, well, yeah, cause you got, you, yeah you got engaged within a year. Right. We got engaged like seven, five months in. Yeah. Wow. It, was like, it was really. Yeah. Yeah. I think I kind of knew. I was just like, did she know you were going to propose, or like, did you yes. talk about it? It's so. Annoying. Oh, she did. Oh, okay. it's so annoying. Wait, what happened? Because I, we had talked about it, and then okay. I talked to her mom, like asked her mom how she felt about it because I hadn't really met her dad yet, so I didn't feel like doing the 
ask her dad thing. Yeah. And also they wanted to use an heirloom, like a family heirloom ring for the engagement. She had already, Rosebud had told you that they wanted to use this or the mom the told mom. you? They both kind of coached me through this. <laughs> Whoa, like, interesting. Here's some rings that maybe could become useful to you. Okay, so you, enough hints were dropped. That's really, that really it was funny. safe for you to propose. Yeah, it was like negotiated almost. And then. <laughs> wow. And then I, um, it was like the third day of quarantine or pandemic kind of yeah. lifestyle in LA and I got takeout and I put the ring in one of the takeout boxes. Wow. Yeah. Was the whole ring an heirloom or was part of it like the, the whole thing? Wow. It's like she's got some family rings that are just like Gatsby kind of Jesus Tiffany platinum. That saves thing. you a lot of money though. That's I was fucking so, awesome. I was Christ. like, let's yeah, do it's it. Amazing. <laughs> Oh, like, perfect. At I that time of my life, the table. my three months of income would have been Give me that like, ring for free, you know, baby. Woo! And it means a lot. The bear from Ben Bridges. That's what <laughs> I was proposing with. But, wait, so but to, to, to know enough five months in to confidently propose and know that, you know, and then say yes and then get married... What is that feeling like? Like when you? But yeah, I don't think when, you know. Well, because I actually wrote. That's interesting that you bring that up, Christina. Because one of the topics that we didn't get to on our intro for this week, but that I wrote in my phone and that I was thinking about a lot this week, was the concept of when you know, you know. Everyone always says that, and I go, I thought I've known a thousand times, and then sometimes I don't know. It's like, what does that even fucking mean? And did you feel that either time? Um. Or any time. I think I thought I felt it my first time getting married. Like I was just like so in the kind of like very much like it, treating it like an addiction. The rush right. of these like sure. milestones and this kind of playing house. But with Rosie, it was like, I don't know, but I know enough that like I know that if everything with my sobriety and everything else in my life like takes a day at a time and that makes this like function well, then like why can't I like just like, like I knew that Rosie was special and I, you know, I didn't, I still don't know if we'll be, you know, cause what, we don't know what happens to people. Like sure. she could easily get sick of my shit and, you know, be like, I, I gotta go. But so I definitely just treat it with that. Like, I know that this is like something I'm willing to work on, you know, right. and things like that. That's what I need. In the moment. You're in the moment with it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's easy to like. I just think it's the, the idea of like soulmates and true love and all these things. I think that's like nice and it's romantic, but it's also probably codependency and love addiction and all these other kind of things that we've like made pretty. Well, so then do you not feel true love with Rosebud? Oh, of course I do. I feel so true you love. do. So it is real. But I mean, like, like the idea that like and also I mean, there's like, only one. Yeah. Or relying on one person to fulfill all your needs. I mean, that's codependent. I mean, I just think it's like a lot of people like use those things to kind of gaslight themselves. You know <laughs> gaslight what I mean? themselves, yeah. But I definitely had, a, I mean, I looked across Dan's wedding and I saw Rosie and it was like, that was the only person I wanted to see. And mm -hmm. I have basically been with her since that day. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I think I'm also jaded because I've been divorced and I've had right. heartbreak and things like that, you know? Yeah. Do so. you do you do you feel like you felt you thought you felt true love multiple times before? But it's like I also think it's like we have the concept that true love it needs to be everlasting, and it doesn't. Because right. I've had true love before. But yeah, it's true not, love was the wrong thing to say. I've had true love, but I mean like the soulmate thing, the soulmate thing, or the Constant love question. at first sight, sight yeah. or like 
also that's a big thing like there's definitely people i've had great relationships with right. and it didn't work out and yeah, i'm not yeah. mad that it happened or that it's over right you, know? you got to experience it yeah yeah hmm Soulmates is always a toss-up. Like, I actually do feel like it's kind of weird because I do. I also kind of have a jaded perspective, which I call based in reality, but whatever. <laughs> um, uh, but I actually do feel like people have, or like for me that I, I have a soulmate, but I just think that it not is not necessarily always a romantic partnership. I don't know mine yet. It could like literally like be comedy or something. I don't. I don't even mean to say that like to poo poo on no on you can have you can feel however you want to feel i said poo poo i should have said shit <laughs> like a man uh hey, but you're such a girl i know dude Jesus. i'm so female uh oh. i gotta like pound a i gotta pound a polar and smash it against my head <laughs> um no I, I you know i think those things exist and i think that like everything is proving that Rosebud is my soulmate, but sure. I think going into the, with this idea, I just think it like sets people up a lot to like not be able to deal with conflict in their yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, well, what, what do you, and, and also to not ask themselves what they want out of a partnership, like a partner in life. It's like, I want, you want somebody to make life more tolerable, more enjoyable, more pleasant and to push you, and, you yeah. know, or whatever you want. It doesn't have Someone to who makes you not want to fake your own death. Yeah, exactly. that's all we're looking for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you have a special out. You want to promote that? Yeah, my special comes out this Friday. I don't know when this will drop, but it's three eleven. So you um, keep it original. Yeah, uh, that is, I love that. I was like a big three eleven fan back in the day. When I was six months sober, I went to the three eleven. Like I got hired to do comedy on the three eleven cruise. Whoa, <gasps> that's so cool. That's fucking yeah. cool. They were really nice. I didn't like any of the music, but they were very nice. <laughs> We went to Jamaica. It was great wow. for somebody recently who quit quit weed. Yeah. Oh, wow. I bet. <laughs> Incre- I bet. Incredible. I bet. And uh, where can we find you on the internets? It's just, everything's, I think, uh, I'm Andy Haynes. There you go. The conjunction. Make not I am. Go, go listen to the album now. Oh, and listen to my podcast Special. that I do with Rosie. Yeah. Find Your Beach. Find Your Peach? Beach. Beach. But Find Your Peach is kind of hot. Find Your Peach. Find Your Beach. Find Your Beach. Like Corona, yeah. Find Your Beach. Yeah, exactly. Um, And sorry, say the special one more time because we started talking about other things. It's The Coward of Gramercy. Right. And it's on YouTube. That's what we need to know. The Coward of Gramercy. Love it. And it's on your personal YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Okay, so guys, more fucking free content. You're going to be on YouTube anyway watching our special day if you haven't already. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to head over and watch Andy's special um, and enjoy it. Andy's a great joke writer. Very, very fucking funny. So I highly recommend that. Yay. Thanks so much. I don't, Thanks, guys. Honestly, it's our own studio. And sometimes I don't know which camera I'm looking at. <laughs> sometimes I look at the side one. But anyway, uh, thank you so much, Andy. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, this has been great. Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares?
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.